Welcome to Mountain Man Nutrition Podcast number four. My name is Jeffrey Hipschman, and I am a professional chef and nutritional therapist student. And we are coming to you from outside uh, Denver, Colorado, in the beautiful foothills. And we are, wow, this is number four already. This is kind of going pretty quick these days, huh? Really, uh, I hope I'm getting better at what I do, and I'm, I'm sure at number 200, 300, I won't even recognize what I'm doing. <laughs> so uh, I'm sitting here with my uh, Bulletproof coffee and my uh, water, and I always drink uh, water with my coffee. And uh, it's because it's Coffee or tea, these things are diuretics, and uh, they will uh, leach the water right out of you. You know, if you're drinking uh, a diuretic, you have to replace that diuretic one and a half times with water. So if I drink an eight ounce cup of coffee, I want to have at least 12 to 14 ounces, I would say 14 ounces of water. Um, That way you're always replacing your water because most of us are uh, uh, chronically dehydrated anyway. Most of us aren't taking in enough water, Um, especially here in uh, uh, elevated uh, Denver. You know, uh, the Mile High City, uh, it is dry, and it's a high desert, so... uh, um, we drink a lot of water here, and it's 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 a must. So, uh, total recommendation today: um, drink your water, get plenty of liquids in you. Your cells, uh, every part of your body, almost every single action and reaction inside your body requires hydration, and it's so so vital and important. So, remember to drink your water um, all the time. Uh, it's not best to gulp. And to drink a lot of it at the same time, just sip it all day long. Keep uh, uh, sipping it uh, throughout the day, and uh, uh, you'll stay hydrated. So it was an interesting morning here in the uh, uh, Hipschman household, the old mountain man lifestyle, which is interesting. I'm doing a new uh, uh, Instagram and um, YouTube videos and different things of called Mountain Man Lifestyle. It's just all about um, you know having a, a full time job, having two kids, having a wife, starting a business, um, going to school. Like super super busy, but also doing the best you can with what you have. You know, and uh, living an optimal nutritional life, uh, no matter what. And so um, we're focusing on that. And it's fun just to post videos of the kids playing at the park or going to the uh, little bitty gym that we have or, you know, just having fun around the table. Um, And then just posting what we eat. And, um, you know, it's it's really uh, just kind of a fun thing to do. And it's also, you know, great to get the brand out there. It's a a marketing tool. And... uh, uh, it's a fun marketing tool, um, and the kids like it too. So, um, I got a great upcoming event. My first cooking event um, as Mountain Man Nutrition. I'm going to be doing a uh, uh, cooking for type two diabetes. Um, fight insulin resistance with food. Uh, it is going to be at Natural Grocers on. Uh, Tuesday, May 29th. It starts at 6.45. should go to about 8 o'clock. Um, it's going to be uh, in the uh, Littleton, outside of Denver, Colorado, the Littleton area at the 6475 South Kipling Parkway in Littleton. Um, you can get on Natural um, Grocers' uh, website and see it. 
um, or on my uh, webpage or uh, Twitter or any of that, you can find it um, if you're interested in going to type 2 diabetes uh, cooking class hosted by me. There'll be plenty of time for question and answers, um, and we're going to be cooking some, uh, uh, definitely going to be doing um, like comfort food, yeah? So a couple recipes, and we'll talk about insulin resistance, and it's going to be a, a interesting, fun event, and we'll try to make it cool. So I plan on doing this uh, once a month. I just got to get the location down because we actually are moving um, a little bit down the road, about 20, 25 minutes away, so I'm not sure if this is the actual location for the natural grocers that I'll do. Uh, most of them, especially the newer stores, all have test kitchens in them, and they uh, uh, offer the space. Um, uh, for free, and so I offer the space for free. You know, I uh, would never charge for a cooking class like that, so it's a totally free. If you have any uh, anybody with uh, insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes, or you yourself, or your friends, family, anybody, um, give them this information, let them come down and, and see if we can uh, benefit um, them and they can learn something, and I can learn something too. So um, again, this will be the location for this time, but we're going to figure out if this is the exact location I'm going to be at or if we're going to change stores. But for this time, um, come on down and check it out. So, uh, again, interesting, <laughs> uh, fun day today. We woke up. It was a miracle. Uh, Max, my son, slept till 7 o'clock in the morning. That never happens. He's normally up at 5.36. Um, so, uh, me and Arisha, my beautiful wife, actually had a morning meditation, which is uh, normally doesn't happen until after the kids go to bed or sometime uh, in the middle of the day where we can sneak it in. But we got our morning meditation in, which was great. And then everybody woke up and in insanity con- uh, assumed, you know, it was crazy running around the house. Uh, kids getting dressed, getting max dressed, uh, cooking breakfast, making lunches, uh, crying and having fun too. And it's, you know, <laughs> hectic, crazy um, morning, just like many of you with kids, you guys get it. You understand. But the kids had some... Uh, uh, protein and some healthy fat um, uh, for dinner. We had some actually made up a little bit of ground beef for breakfast and uh, some a little bit of uh, what did we do? We did uh, sliced cucumber, which is super popular here. My kids love uh, cherry tomatoes and sliced cucumbers and uh, a little bit of ground beef. They're Russian, so they love the you know, like super simple meat and they eat like little potatoes. I try to do sweet potatoes for them most of the time and uh, uh, packed the lunch and then out the door they got and they got super quiet here and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> but anyway, Wednesday mornings uh, is uh, my morning to do the podcast. So that's the the plan and that's the time I set aside for uh, knocking out this podcast right now. I'm trying to do one a week. Um, later on, it may go to two a week because I have so many ideas and um, so many thoughts about what to do and how to do it. Um, so let's get to it. Let's talk about uh, meeting people where they're at. So uh, it's all about if you, if you have insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes or um, you're not sure but you think you do, 
it's going to be really, really difficult to just like switch your diet completely in one fail swoop. You know, it's, it's, it could be a complete shock to your body. You can have some tremendous food cravings. You could have, um, you're starving all the time. It could be really different for you. Um, plus, if you make a huge change, your digestion uh, could react in a not so pleasant way. You know, you might get constipated, you might, um, you know, get disaster pants, you could, you know, anything could happen and and you don't want to do that to yourself. Why punish yourself or um, put yourself on on the wrong track right away to be miserable and go, this doesn't work, this makes me feel terrible. So, um... You got to take it easy, and we have to. I think start slowly. Um, hey, let's let's take it. It's taking you 20, 30 years to get insulin resistance. It's taking you 20, 30 years to uh, get type two diabetes. So it, it it's it's not. We have to take it easy and start slowly. So the plan is, I recommend adding food first. So what are we going to add? Well, we're going to add avocado, we're going to add coconut oil, we're going to add grass-fed butter, um, we're going to add more and more leafy green vegetables and uh, low glycemic vegetables. You know, your asparaguses, your cabbage, your cauliflower, your broccolis, uh, red peppers, um, yellow peppers, uh, squashes. So you want to add these things to your diet. Um, and don't get too excited about, you know, walking and throwing everything away in your kitchen. We could do that too. If that's, if you're that type and you just want to do a reverse, you can do it. It's not going to be that pleasant, but I recommend, um, just adding everything for a week or two, just add more and more because your body will start to like these things, these delicious nutrient dense, whole real foods. And then you're going to start wanting these instead of the Doritos. So then after we add uh, all these uh, nutrient-dense foods, uh, then we'll start uh, cutting things out. You know, we'll start cutting out get rid of the bread. If you've already gotten rid of the bread, let's get rid of the pasta. Let's get rid of all the whole grains for now. You know, maybe you can introduce a little bit of something later, especially if it's fermented whole grains. You know, we like to soak our grains uh, before we eat them so that you can digest them and it can release their vitamins. But if you have insulin resistance, maybe I recommend that we should stay away from those at first. Now, of course, everybody's bio-individual, and I would want to investigate that and what you can handle and what you have and how your insulin is and how your blood sugars are. This would be something interesting um, uh, to do, you know, before we make these changes. But I do recommend... Uh, now let's cut let's cut all that stuff off. Any of the uh, processed foods is is gonna have to go. You know these are hyper palatable, super sugar, unhealthy fats, um, lots of carbs. Uh, 80, 90 percent of the things in the grocery store these days are hyper palatable, processed in a bag, in a box, and they are are just not what we want to put on our body. Everything has higher fructose corn syrup. Uh, or some hidden sugar, MSG, um, super processed carbs of other sorts, and it's just corn. It's just not what we want to put on our body, especially if we're fighting uh, insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes. So uh, slowly but surely, we want to make these changes. Add food first and then start taking things away. So remember that. it's You, you, you don't have to be in a super big hurry because you want to have your body 
feel good throughout the process and you want to feel your body and understand the changes that it's making and uh, uh, be excited about that. Um, If you're going to eat the carbs, I recommend at first you you move those to the end of the day. That way you're not going through this glycemic high and low from the carbs. You know, so eat some sweet potato at night for the last meal or um, eat some wild rice uh, for the last meal um, at first. You know, while we're we're transitioning into a low carb, higher fat diet that will fight the uh, insulin resistance, because we want to bring your sugars down, and the way we bring, you know, we want to bring your insulin down, your sugars down, and the way we do this is to stop putting uh, things that turn into sugar into your body, and this would be breads, pastas, grains, potatoes, um, uh, starchy vegetables. These things we want to slowly cut out. But again, if you're, you know, super addicted to, you know, white bread, um, then it's going to take a little while and we want to slowly transition you out of that into eating healthy foods. And your body will like love all this nutritious, awesome, uh, nutrient dense foods because most people nowadays, wow, they're, they're eating a ton of food, tons of calories, but there's no nutrients in it. So your body is starving for nutrients. It wants more and more food because it's not getting the... Uh, nutrient density, the vitamins in it um, that it wants, the minerals that it that it needs to survive and to uh, function optimally. So uh, when we start adding these nutrient dense awesomeness, um, it will uh, react and react in a total positive way. So um, I had a question about uh, fish and um, what types and how, uh, how much fish should we eat and what types of fish we eat and how should we cook the fish. And uh, I'm a fish lover. I uh, used to live in uh, Maui, Hawaii. Um, tons of beautiful, great fish there. And back then I used to go scuba diving and spearfish uh, for my fish. And um, there's nothing cooler than spearfishing going and hunting your own food and then coming home at night and, you know, cooking, cooking a a fish or grabbing a lobster. And that was really interesting. I don't, uh, because of, uh, uh, Buddhism reasons, I don't like to kill things anymore. Um, because we're, we're, I'm a Buddhist and, and and not, I'm not a monk by any means, but I just don't want to kill animals uh, or kill anything. So, um, I eat animal, but I don't kill it. Um, and that could be hypocritical if you look at it a certain way, but um, it's just a personal choice. So I don't spearfish anymore. Um, love to scuba dive, though. And anyway, we used to, uh, I lived in uh, Maui and scuba dived and, and ate a lot of fish there and got to cook as a chef a lot of different kinds of fish. Uh, I lived in the Virgin Islands. Again, tons of beautiful fish. And I worked at this restaurant uh, called Wicked. It was right by um, the yachts. Um, and where the big cruise ship came in, it was right there on the docks and, um, we'd always have fresh fish and the fishermen would like to come to the back door to bring the fish in through the kitchen. And we were a touristy place. So I always had him walk around and walk it. It was an outside dining room. So I'd just have him walk it right through the dining room and customers would go crazy. They would follow him into the, into the uh, kitchen with cameras and taking pictures of this big old live tuna. And, uh, <laughs> and these big fish that we used to, you know, I'd start butchering it right there in front of the customers. And they, it, would, it was really a big attraction. Uh, they loved it. They loved to see that live fish come right through the, 
dining room. It was great. So, and then I lived in California for a while too, in another you know fresh fish um, place. And uh, so I'm a, I love to cook fish. Um, I love salmon belly. I mean, everybody goes for the salmon. Uh, uh, wild caught, of course, not this farm-raised uh, uh, stuff, garbage. That who knows what they're feeding these fish. But I always go for the wild caught, a little more expensive. But, again, you're not eating. And here's what you do is you eat three, four ounces. You know, uh, you don't need uh, eight, 12 ounces of protein for a meal. You know, you just don't need that. Your body only needs this protein for rebuilding and building blocks. It doesn't need it for energy. So you don't want to eat the protein for energy. You want to repair, build. Um, building blocks is what protein's for, and this is what we should use it for. So three, four ounces uh, for our meal is plenty. And you're going to, that's not very much. I'm going to be full. When you have a whole plate of vegetables and uh, uh, some healthy fats, you know, you, you top it with a compound butter of basil and uh, lemon and butter, and then you put a half avocado on top of that, and you saute the uh, that fish in uh, coconut oil, you know, you're going to be full, especially when you have broccoli and asparagus and a nice salad with uh, Caesar, homemade Caesar dressing on the side. This is, you're going to be full, trust me. Um, you don't need all that protein. So I, uh, the recommendation of the question is how much fish should I eat? Three or four ounces of any protein. Um, what kind of fish should I eat? Well, uh, I really recommend the f- fattier fishes they're moister they're more delicious so salmon i like the salmon belly which most people will throw away it's interesting most people throw most restaurants throw that belly away but i uh, i use it i like it because there's a higher fat content in it and it's it's wild caught so that's where uh, all those delicious uh fat soluble vitamins are so salmon belly smoked i love it smoked i love it pan seared i love it baked it's great um halibut's a nice fatty fish um sea bass the sustainable kind there's different types and varietals of sea bass uh, all over the world you can get different kinds uh just make sure it's sustainable we don't want to run out uh in the ocean so sustainable wild caught sea bass is a really nice fatty fish um and also i like i like the white fish i like the cods uh and i like uh you know perch i love uh different uh, river fish too you know um and the variety is best you know um tuna so everybody asks about tuna these bigger fish can have mercury problems you know they they really can't so you have to worry about your mercury intake so i wouldn't i'm not saying don't eat it ever i'm just saying watch it because i love tuna a nice big uh rare to medium rare tuna steak or actually a little one now it's been a while since i've had it but uh, we have it at the restaurant. Um, but again, uh, wild caught, uh, three to four ounces, pan seared. I like it, you know, medium rare. Um, but again, you, you want to uh, limit your intake of that because of the mercury content. Um, you don't want to be taking in toxic um, things at all. You know, you, you never know about this nuclear thing in Japan uh, and just oil spills in the ocean and then, you know, mercury. Um, is, is, is becoming a bigger and bigger problem. So we're going to have more on that as, as the science comes out and um, levels of fish are tested more. And we're, we're going to, I think the science is not um, completely fixed on that. Now, if you can eat things from the um, uh, 
not the North American hemisphere, but the, or the Northern hemisphere, but the Southern hemisphere. Um, Argentinian uh, red uh, uh, shrimp. I really like. Now we we don't want to eat a whole lot of shrimp because it can also spike your insulin with uh, without spiking your sugar. But again, a little bit of shrimp every now and again. If you have four four pieces of shrimp uh, a couple times a month or once a month, I don't I don't see a problem with that. I, I totally recommend variety. Just you know, uh, eat this and then eat that. Especially if you have gut sensitivity problems. If you have a leaky gut and you're eating something every day or three four times a week, um, you have a much bigger uh, chance of becoming more sensitive to that and having a sensitivity reaction. Whereas if you're doing a more of a varietal um, uh, in lots of different things, it's it's it, you're not going to build up as many um, uh, you know reactions to this uh, this sensitivity, and your your immune system is not going to go super crazy because of all the buildup um, of uh, um, you know immune reaction. So uh, a varietal is is the way to go with that. Uh, definitely lots of different things. Um, so how to cook, you know, um, I love to saute my fish with pork. Yeah. Fish and pork go awesome together. Now you don't need a whole lot of pork, you know, an ounce, um, to create the fat and create the flavor. You know, I do bacon, you know, three slices of bacon, dice it up, saute it off, uh, and either use that fat um, from the bacon or pork belly or ground sausage. Something really interesting is like chorizo sausage because it's really flavorful. And then if you saute your fish in that fat, you get all that flavor um, mixed with that um, fish and it's awesome. Or another trick I do is, is because I just really love salt and pepper on my fish. I want to taste the delicious fish, fish and I don't want a whole bunch of crazy seasonings on it. Sometimes a little bit of turmeric or some garlic could be fun. But um, like blackened season, I am anti-blackened season. I hate that stuff. Uh, and, and if you want to know why blackened season, if you don't know how blackened seasoning came into existence, it's because in the south where there was a ton of fish and around the New Orleans area and this is back in the day they didn't have refrigeration. So your fish went and your shrimp and all this stuff went bad really quickly. Uh, so, you know, you still got to make money off that fish <laughs> or you still want to eat it because it's you paid for it. So you just throw a bunch of blackening season to cover up the rancid flavor uh, of the fish and shrimp and, and different seafoods. And that's what blackened season was created for, to, to, to cover up the rancid flavor of fish. So you taste the blackening and not the fish. And that's that's why it came from. And so I just, I'm just not a big fan. Um, I love to taste my fish. So with enhanced flavors, um, you want to enhance it. And pork can certainly do that. Or you just pan sear your fish or bake your fish. I love to bake fish uh, in uh, in regular oil and salt and pepper. Or if you bake it, nothing. You know, you just season it with salt and pepper. Throw it in the oven, and bamo, it's delicious. But you can still make that pork and then saute your vegetables in that fat. You know, saute your broccoli um, or your cauliflower or um, hey, your asparagus little asparagus tips in that pork fat and just mix that pork fat. Uh, chorizo is awesome. I really recommend that. Or some uh, tasso ham um, with a, all those seasonings. So uh, uh, that's a great option to really get some nutrient density, some super big flavors into your fish. So um, 
that's how to cook it. That's that's the recommend. You know, just keep it simple. But uh, um, pork fat is definitely a great way to go. So, <clears throat> smoked fish. This is a, a old school natural way to preserve fish and you could preserve uh, a lot of the healthy nutrients in it by lightly smoking fish. It's super popular all over the world. I think my favorite smoked fish out of all of my trade tried is in, in Siberia, Russia when I lived there. Uh, there's a, a lake, it's the deepest freshwater lake in the world. It's got over one third of the world's uh, water, fresh water in this lake. And it's called Lake Baikal. Lake Baikal is, it's huge and it's very beautiful. And actually, uh, um, you, it's really popular. And we did this and I did this is you go out to the lake in January where it's frozen. You walk out on the ice, you strip down naked, you jump in to the lake, freezing cold. You know, you walk out there a little bit, you jump in and, you know, and then you come, <laughs> you walk back. And we did it with, uh, I don't know, 50 or 60 other uh, friends, all Buddhists. Um, super fun. Uh, <laughs> and then I had like my wife and three other people drying me off and trying to get my clothes on me <laughs> before I froze to death. Um, but a very, very fun um, event in my life is to jump into Lake Baikal. Um, Siberia, Russia in January. You know, it's 30 below out there. Um, but they have this uh, fish omul, which in some, some times of the year, they, it's illegal to fish or illegal to catch because they, they try to make it very sustainable. But it is the most delicious smoked fish you'll ever have. Um, it's it's amazing. And they, they have it every single way. You know, it's a little expensive out there, even for Russia, because of uh, uh, the popularity and the sustainability of it. But uh, when they smoke omul, um, oh, it's super good. So if you ever, ever get a chance to, uh, if you ever see Omo anywhere and it's smoked, um, give it a try because you'll be super happy about it. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a treat. So, um, we talked about the event coming up. We talked about moving, uh, slowly into, um, into your low carb diet. It's very important to remember that, um, and then, of course, uh, uh, how to cook fish and uh, what to cook it with and um, uh, the necessity of having fish in your diet. You really want those omega-3 um, fatty acids from a whole uh, natural source. So um, with that, uh, remember I have, we're going to end it here. Um, check out my website at www nutritionmountainman.com I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook I have a podcast if you get on iTunes and check out oh you're listening to my podcast check out, uh, if you get this from uh, SoundCloud, uh, you can check out my uh, podcast on iTunes uh, Mountain Man Nutrition or if you're on uh, iTunes you want to hear it on SoundCloud uh, there it is so uh, with that you have a great day and good wishes I am out